This podcast is hosted by a child sexual abuse and rape survivor who has also experienced homelessness, physical and emotional abuse, suicide attempts, and other traumatic events. Although Jess speaks with tenderness and charity on these subjects, some may find the content uncomfortable to listen to. If you are sensitive to these types of life experiences, we encourage you to pause this podcast and read the show notes for the particular episode to decide if you would like to continue. You're listening to the Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Jess Echeverry, wife to a Catholic deacon, mother to five children, and dog mom to English bulldogs Chulo and Duke, as well as a survivor, speaker, woman and family advocate, and author. A convert to the faith, Jess goes beyond the class curriculum or church document and invites you to a conversation about our daily faith walk, our relationship with Christ and the church, and everything else in between. It's a heart-to-heart that leaves you with a good feeling in your soul. And now, without further ado, here's Jess. Hello. Yes, thank you so much for joining me on this inaugural episode of Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen. I'm so excited to have you here listening today, and I'm so excited to share my first ever episode. And and what an episode it's going to be. Today, I am going to talk about the word hope. You know, as many Christians um, are now starting to prepare for Christmas season, and as Catholics, we, you know, our Christmas starts December 25th, um, and then we have a full Christmas season all the way through to the next new year. As we start to prepare, right, for Christmas Day and for Jesus' birth, over the next four weeks, I am going to share with you the four words that each week we start with in our hearts and that we kind of focus on and that it's so good to kind of meditate and, and, and go deeper into. And the first week's word is hope. That's what the first week's word is. And what I want to share with you first is what does hope mean? What is the definition of hope? So the definition of hope is it's a feeling of expectation and like this desire for like a certain thing to happen, right? It's like in a sense, it's a feeling of trust that you trust that and hope that this thing is going to happen. That's really special. And the reason why you know, it's so beautiful that, you know, in our in our faith, we start this preparation time um, with the word hope is because that's exactly what we're doing. We are having this feeling of expectation and desire for the for the newborn Christ. Right. But for me personally, the word hope really has two really personal moments that I think about. Um, some of you may know the story of my daughter Esperanza, some of you may not be familiar with, but her name is Esperanza, and Esperanza in English means hope. And I wanted to share with you a little bit about that. When I was really struggling in my life, and I began my seven years of, of therapy to kind of look for some type of healing and to feel better um, because I was struggling so badly, the first time I sat down in front of a therapist and just unloaded everything, how I felt, what I'd been through, just how I felt about my life and my experiences and just the world in general. Her response to me was, wow, you you have no hope. You're hopeless. And she didn't say this to be mean. She didn't say it to offend me, right? She wasn't saying that I was just this terrible, hopeless person. She was saying it in description of how I felt that I was reflecting it onto her. 
And you know what? She was very, very, very correct in saying that because at that time in my life, I did not have a certain feeling or expectation or desire for something greater. I didn't. I was at that time in my life very hopeless. Now, my life moved on. I converted. I, I found tons of healing um, and felt better about my life, my marriage, my new life that I had with my family. And I came to a point in my life where I was waiting to go into confession one night um, and I was in front of the tabernacle praying and I didn't feel anything on my heart that I needed to confess. Woof, I felt sinless. And let me tell you, if you ever feel that way when you're about to go into confession, please pray and ask God to reveal to you what you have done that has offended him because I definitely had done something and just couldn't couldn't get in touch with it personally. And so I prayed to God and I asked him, Lord, please reveal to me what how I have offended you. I, I want to have a good confession. And he did. Right after I prayed that prayer to him, the word abortion came into my heart. And I couldn't believe, this was 2011, I converted into the Catholic Church in 2008. I couldn't believe that for three years I had gone to confession and not once remembered or thought about my abortion and the need to confess it and say, I'm sorry to God and to ask for that healing and forgiveness from him. And there it was. There it was. And I got scared. I got nervous. I just I just wasn't sure if it was the right, you know, if if the priest was going to get mad at me, if I was going to get excommunicated. I had no idea. But I went in and I confessed my abortion. And the, and the priest was fantastic. He was as Jesus Christ is. And he was very caring and concerned and very... Um, very interested in in giving me the proper resources in order to find healing. So he's the one who, at the end of my confession, said and you know shared with me about Rachel's Vineyard retreats. So he said, you know, Jesus Christ for, has forgiven you, you know, um, but you may have a difficult time moving forward forgiving yourself. And if that's the case, and I, I encourage you to you know to attend one of these Rachel Vineyard retreat weekends. Needless to say. Probably four months later, I find myself arriving at a Rachel's retreat weekend because it was true. I was having a hard time forgiving myself and didn't really understand what my relationship was with that child. Should I even have one? I attended the Rachel's Vineyard weekend and on the first night, it's a Friday night, Saturday, and then a Sunday to mid-afternoon. You know, Friday night, we did a lot of exercises and preparation. Saturdays, we did more exercises, scripture readings, meditations. It was beautiful. But then Saturday night was this ceremony that we closed the night out with. And it's a beautiful ceremony. The lights are dim. There's beautiful, soft, peaceful music playing. And in the middle of the room, there's this tub of water. And we have these tea light candles and these sheets of paper with a black marker. And we do, you know, some prayer and some meditation. Then the facilitator asks you, you know, to close your eyes and, and, and think of a name for your child. And I, I thought it was beautiful, but I look around the room and everybody's eyes are closed and I'm having a really hard time with this. I don't know if I had a boy or a girl. I don't know who that child was. Um, and so I just kind of had a stressed look on my face. The facilitator saw it. She came over. She was like, you know, put her hand on my shoulder. And was like, are you, you know, are you okay? Do you need help with anything? 
And I said, I don't know who my child was. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl. And she looked at me and very gently and lovingly said, close your eyes and ask God to introduce you to your child. You know, and look, honestly, at that moment, I was like, oh, okay, lady, like this whole whatever, like God's really going to do that. This is what I was thinking. This is what was on my heart at that moment. You know, here's you're going to do some of your Catholic magic and make this this name appear. Right. So I went in hesitantly, but I did it. I closed my eyes and I said, God, you know, who's my who's my child? And at that moment, I just felt such a peace and a joy just overtake my entire body. And the word that was on my heart was Esperanza. And now I knew at that moment I was filled with so much joy. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a daughter. I have a daughter in heaven and her name is Esperanza. And I was so thrilled and I was so excited because God had truly in that moment introduced me to to my baby, to my child, to my daughter, Esperanza. Now, for those of you who don't know, my husband is Hispanic. His family um, is from South America, Colombia, to be exact. And so our household is bilingual. I'm not fluent, but I do understand um, some Spanish. And so when that name came onto my heart, it was the word hope, but it was the word hope in Spanish. And it was a it was a real confirmation for me because that wouldn't have been a name that I would have named my child if I would have given birth and named my child. And all of my other children have English names, right? Brandon, Vanessa, Darian, Francis. So I none of them have a Hispanic name. And so for me, that was just even greater confirmation that, that this was God truly introducing me to my daughter in heaven. And so as you can see, and as you can imagine, the word hope truly became something important and special to me. It became my daughter. And I'm getting a little teary-eyed here sharing this, but um, God had redeemed my place in life. You know, I think about sitting in that therapist's office years ago and having her say, you have no hope, you know, I did not have hope and here God put hope in me. (laughs) And honestly, literally, you know, I was pregnant in my body with a girl named Hope, Esperanza. So I did actually have hope in me. I just couldn't see it. It wasn't revealed to me yet. And it took really trusting and being obedient in my faith to let God walk me down that path that I needed to walk, journeying with him so that not only could he reveal to me that I was not hopeless at all, but it was even more abundant than that, that I truly bore hope right in my womb. And I have hope. I have a little girl named Hope in heaven waiting for me and praying for me. That my friends, is truly profound and special. And that, that word hope, what do you think hope means to you? How is hope shared and expressed and played out in your life? Do you have moments of despair where you felt hopeless? Oh man, I know I have and I I truly know how that feels. But where is God right now with you? 
Is he calling you to hope? Is he calling you to open your eyes? Journey with him on this walk of faith and this relationship with him so that he can reveal for you the hope that lies within you because of him. God bless you all this week and thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe and spread the word. Tell your friends and family on social media to leave us a five-star review. Make sure to check the show notes for helpful links about topics discussed in this episode. Jess's latest book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Balboa Press, as well as Momaletics.com. That's M-O-M-M-A-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com, where you can also connect with her directly. Thanks for listening, and make sure you join us next time for more heart-to-heart and good feelings in your soul on Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen.